Welcome everyone to the Grinded Podcast. Nipsey Hussle is going to bring us in just a little bit with Grinding All My Life. All my life, been grinding all my life. Sacrifice, hustle paid the price. Want a slice, got the roll of dice, that's why. All my life, I've been grinding all my life. Uh. It's time to hit this rail we call life and grind it. Welcome back to the Grind It Podcast. Uh, we're going to pick up where we left off in, from the last podcast with John chapter 14. And I was talking about uh, how Jesus has told his disciples to, ha- to, to trust in God and to trust in Jesus. And that word means to put confidence in. And Jesus is saying, put confidence in God and put your confidence in me. Um, and we talked about how uh, he they were full of fear and doubt. And, we, and that's two of the greatest tools that the enemy will use against us as Christians if, because it'll keep us acting cowardly and not boldly. And and we I talked a little bit about in Acts chapter 2 when they were filled with the Holy Spirit and how after that moment when they were filled with the Holy Spirit and Jesus lived inside of them by the power of the Holy Spirit, how they became bold for Christ. And to the point they were getting beat for their faith. They were told not to speak in the name of Jesus or teach in the name of Jesus anymore. And yet they kept on despite they were getting beatings. And the next thing you know, the, uh, you know James is being beheaded and, and they're being persecuted for the faith. Peter was going to be next. Peter was put in jail and it was the week of the Passover. And that's when the angel came and rescued Peter. Um, and that didn't slow them down at all. They just kept on going even though they were dying one by one. They kept on with their boldness because they've been with Jesus. They, they, they have been taught by Jesus, and they've seen Jesus die on the cross. They've seen Jesus being put in that tomb, and they've seen Jesus come out of that tomb, and he's appeared in, that room, in the room with them several different When they're walking down the road to Emmaus, all these different places and times that Jesus showed up to them, and he spent some time with them there on the bank, and they ate fish together. And, 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 you know, Jesus had that conversation with Peter. He says, do you love me? Three different times he asked him because Peter had denied him three times. And Peter finally, you know, I love you. And Jesus says, feed my sheep, feed my lambs. And that's exactly what he does. He's filled with this boldness. And we too, if we're washed in the blood of Jesus Christ and, and we're, we have the Holy Spirit, the same Holy Spirit that these disciples had, uh, it's, nothing's changed about God. And it's the same Holy Spirit that they have, that they had, we have. And so we should have the boldness, we should have the confidence in God, and we should have the confidence in Christ, and to be sharing our faith and producing that fruit. And so I'm going to ask you a question. If, if we examine your faith, what would we find? Would we find fear and doubt, or would we find the boldness? The confidence of Christ. Jesus replies to Philip. He says, Have I been with you all this time, Philip, and yet you still don't know who I am? Anyone who has seen me has seen the Father. So why are you asking me to show the Father to you? Don't you believe that I am in the Father and the Father is in me? And he's already told them that, uh, uh, several times that you know the works you see me do is the Father working through me. The words that you hear me say, it's the Father speaking through me. And that's what he says here to, to, to Philip. He says, 
The words I speak are not my own, but my Father who lives in me does His work through me. Just believe that I am in the Father, and the Father is in me. Or at least believe believe because of the work you have seen me do. And, and these guys, they just didn't get it. They didn't understand what Jesus was trying to tell them until, like I said, in Acts chapter 2 when the Holy Spirit falls on them. This is very similar to what Jesus had told the Jewish people in past times and the religious leaders like in, in John chapter 10. He has told them on many occasions that he says, uh, he says what the Father says and he does what the Father uh, uh, does. And that the Father's working through him. And like I said, they, they just don't understand. And here he is again repeating something that he has told them over and over and over again. And they still they're like, well, we just don't understand. Um, but here's what they're trying what here's what Jesus is basically trying to get them to understand. When we look at Jesus, we see the Father. Even though the Bible says that no man has seen God at any time. When we look at Jesus, we see the Father. God is spirit, right? God is spirit, and no one has ever seen God. God, John chapter 4, verse 24. And yet, here's Jesus. He is God in the flesh. No one has ever seen God but the unique one, John 1, 18, but the unique one who is himself God, is near to the Father's heart. He has revealed God to us. You know, no man has seen God at any time, but yet when Jesus steps on the scene, God in the flesh. Uh, you remember when Moses was up on Mount Sinai and he's talking to God and he's getting the, the Ten Commandments from God and he comes down from the mountain. Do you remember what the people said? They said, Moses, you got. They're like, you got to put this veil on your around your face because you're glowing so bright we cannot even look upon you. And that's just a man being in the presence of God for a short period of time, and 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 he just glowed from being in the presence of God. So we we, we can't look upon God, but we can look upon Jesus, who put on flesh. He, he, he became, God became a man, a human being. He was a baby, born of woman, born of Mary. And he grew up. He got hungry. He got thirsty. He, he cried. He, he had feelings. He got angry. Uh, he bled. That's why John, because uh, the Gnostics tried to say that, that, uh, that Jesus wasn't human. And that's why John says that sword was pierced. And Jesus decided, and out came forth blood and water. And that's John chapter 19, as we'll get there another day on down the road. But what Jesus is tr trying to tell these men, he said, and to us, he, he's he says, you've seen me, you've seen the Father. It's not that they're the same person, because they're not. There's three, you've got the Fa God, the, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, the Trinity. The three make up one God. But what Jesus is trying to tell them or get them to see is this. If you've seen me, you've seen the Father. In other words, I have the same characteristics as my dad. I, I, I'm just like my dad. And you know, I, I hate it when people say, you're just like your dad. And I, and I try to tell them, I'm nothing like my dad. Um, and that's, that's something that we shouldn't tell our children. Because sometimes that comes with negative... Uh, uh, negative aspects that's not good like because my dad committed suicide when he was 37 years old 
I was three years old and I never knew my dad. And so when people tell me that I'm just like my dad, I'm like, no, I'm not. Uh, maybe I have some mannerisms like my dad. I'm not, not sure. But Jesus is saying, look, I'm just like my dad. Uh, he's perfect. I'm perfect. He's working through me. I listen to what he says. I say what he says. And I do what he tells me to do. If you've seen me, then you, you, you've seen the Father. Because I carry the same characteristics as my Father. And he tells them, if you had really known me, you would know the Father. So believe in me, or at least believe because of the work that you've seen me do. And you know, I, I can understand where these guys are coming from. They, they've never seen God the Father. They've never laid eyes on God the Father. They, they can't physically see God. And, and that's where a, a hang-up is with a lot of people today, even today. We can't even see Jesus. They, at least they had Jesus. They could reach out and touch Jesus. They can have conversations with Jesus. They can look Jesus eye to eye. They can hug Jesus. They could touch Jesus. They hung out with him for over three years. We don't even have that. But they couldn't see God the Father. But they could see uh, Jesus. You know, they didn't come down from heaven like Jesus did. They've never been to heaven. Um, they can't see it, uh, you know, physically. It's not tangible. God's not tangible. And so they're having a hard time understanding and believing, just like you and I would today. You know, we, you know, that's why Jesus says to Thomas when he says, Thomas says, I'm not going to believe until I see the nail prints in his hands and I can put my hand in his side. And Jesus says, well, he, he appears one day and Tom, he tells Thomas, he says, here's my hands, go ahead, touch them. And here's my side where the sword pierced me, go ahead and touch, put your hand right here. And, and Thomas says, my Lord, my God. And Jesus says these words, he says, blessed are those who believe but have never seen. And Jesus was talking about you and me nearly 2,000 years later. And he says it's by faith. It's by faith. Trust in God. Trust in me. We're human. You know what's that song say? I'm only human. Something like that. We're human. We, we have doubts. Uh, we fear. We have all these emotions. And and here is God in the flesh and he's doing all these miracles and, 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 and the disciples saying, okay, you're doing all this stuff and you've done all these great things and you've helped all these people, but now you're leaving us. You know, and we thought that you were going to be the one who was going to deliver us from the Roman oppression. And now you're going to uh, let them hang you on a cross and put you outside the city gates and be humiliated and you're going to die. Yeah, it, it, it doesn't make any sense. And so Jesus is trying his best to explain to them what's going to happen. And so now he's going to add a third party to the mix uh, because he has told them about the Father. He's trying to explain them who the Father is. And and they already know Jesus himself, like I said, because they could you know reach out and touch Jesus and they could talk to Jesus. So they, they kind of know Jesus, even though they had a hard time grasping the concepts. And so now Jesus is going to tell them that they're, they're going to be given a helper, the paraclete, the Holy Spirit. And as if their poor minds didn't already blown and they're trying to grasp 
knowledge of, of what he's talking about, they're told, I'm going to leave you, but the Holy Spirit's going to come and he's going to help you. And by the way, he will never leave you. Let's take a break. My name is Dinah Grace Hawk, and I started a movement of empowerment. I focus on Revelation 12:11, which states that we will overcome, conquer, and defeat him by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. And we will not love our own lives, even unto death. See, sharing testimony squashes pride. It empowers, it strengthens, it encourages, and it heals. This whole movement is focused on sharing our testimony, our walk with the Lord, how He's using us in this life to empower others to do the same. By doing this, we will overcome anything that this world can throw at us because we are covered by the blood of the Lamb. Every week from now till the end of the year, I'll be highlighting a different woman in the ministry and they're going to share their testimony. Tune in every Saturday at 7 p.m. Eastern, either on Facebook or Instagram at Dinah Grace Hawk. And you get to be a part of this movement, too. I'll see you there. So it's like their minds are being blown because Jesus is telling them, this is it, guys. You're going to be taking over the kingdom and uh, I'm going to be betrayed. The betrayer just left the room. He's done telling one of y'all is a murderer. And they're like, is it me? Is it me? Is it me? And, and they're just freaking out. And that's why he starts off in verse one saying, don't let your hearts be troubled. You know, don't, don't be freaking out on me. And, you know, he says, trust in God and trust in me. And so now he's saying, I'm going to leave you, uh, but I'm, I'm not going to leave you as orphans. I'm going to, I'm going to send you a helper. I'm going to send you this paraclete. I'm going to send you the Holy Spirit, and and He tells them who the Holy Spirit is here. Um, listen to what Jesus tells to you guys in, in verses 15 through 26. It's kind of a lengthy reading, so just bear with me. He says, If you love me, obey my commandments, and I will ask the Father, and He will give you another advocate. Or I don't really like the word advocate. It, it, it's better translated helper. Uh, who will never leave you. He is the Holy Spirit who leads into all truth. The world cannot receive him because it isn't looking for him and doesn't recognize him. But you know him because he lives with you now. Get Listen to that. You know him. He says, you know the Father because you've seen me, you've seen the Father. We have the same characteristics. And now he says, you also know the Holy Spirit just like you know the Father. You, you don't really realize you know the Father, but you know the Father even though you've never met him, you've never seen him. But if you've seen me and you know me, then you know the Father. And so he tells them here, he says... Uh, the world cannot receive him because it isn't looking for him and doesn't recognize him. But you know him. You know the Holy Spirit. You know who your helper is because he lives with you now, talking about himself, and later will be in you. And Jesus is saying, look, guys, I'm going to be inside of you, which it's just mind, it's mind-blowing. It's, it's just, it, I'm sure to those guys, it, they just didn't get it. And we can run them down and we can knock them all we want to, but I, I can almost fully understand why they didn't get it because this sounds bizarre. This sounds crazy. Uh, because he says he's gonna live. He, he lives with you now, and he and he's later uh, later will be in you. And he says, "No, I will not abandon you as orphans. I will come to you." Jesus is saying, "I'm gonna come to you through the power of the Holy Spirit." Soon the world will no longer see me, but you will see me. 
Since I live, you also will live. And, and, and get that. He says, since I live. He's fixing to die. But he's saying, since I live, you will also live. He's about to die on the cross. And, and so I'm sure when he is uh, being uh, beaten and when he's being crucified and when he's hung on that cross and when they see him take his last breath, they're not thinking here, oh, uh, well, it's great that you're alive because we're going to be living. No, they see him die. And from their human standpoint, they're saying, they're thinking, this guy was crazy. This guy, we thought he was the one. We thought he was the Messiah. And he has let them crucify him. We have witnessed him die. We've seen him die. We've seen him being put in the grave. So how are we going to live if he's dead? And that's why you find him, or we find him, locked in a room on the third day when, when Jesus was resurrected. They're full of fear and they're full of doubt. And Jesus is trying to tell them, since I live, you also will live. When I am raised to life again, you, you will know that I am in my Father, and you are in me, and I am in you. But see, they couldn't grasp it at this point in time. Those who accept my commandments and obey them are the ones who love me. And because they love me, my Father will love them. And I will love them and reveal myself to each of them. He's talking about us. If we love his commandments, the Father loves us. And Jesus says, I will reveal myself to each one of them. All who love me will do what I say. Did you hear that? All who love me will do what I say. If we don't do what Jesus says, then we don't love Jesus. I mean, it's just that point blank simple. And, and that's why people of the world, they don't care anything about Jesus. They certainly don't love Jesus. And they're not going to live like Jesus. And they're not going to be, they don't even want to be told what to do and how to act. Which is why they reject God. And you see it uh, just on the news every day. People who openly reject God because they want to live their own way. They want to do their own thing. They're not going to love God. They're not going to love Jesus. And so Jesus says, if, the, if, if, if you love me, you're going to do what I say. And I'm, the Father's in me, and, uh, and, and I'm going to be in you, is what he's telling them. And then he's telling the same thing to us. Those who accept my commandments and obey them are the ones who love me. And because they love me, my Father will love them, and I will love them and reveal myself to each of them. All who love me will do what I say. It's that simple. My Father will love them, and we, the Father and I, Jesus says, we will come and make our home with each of them. What does Paul say? I think on two occasions, Paul says our body is what? A temple. In the Old Testament, Jesus, or I'm sorry, God lived in the temple. His glory came down in the form of a cloud. He lived that's in the holiest of holies. The priest could only only go in there one time a year uh, to, to, to make an atonement, to sprinkle the blood on the altar for the sins of the people. But it was the place where God resided. Uh, the Ark of the Covenant that was there, which represented uh, God. And now we are the temple. We, God lives inside of us through the power of the Holy Spirit. Jesus himself lives inside of us by the power of the Holy Spirit. And that's what he's telling these guys here. Because they love me, my Father will love them. I will love them and reveal myself to each of them. All who love me will do what I say. 
My Father will love them, and we will come and make our home with each of them. Anyone who does not love me will not obey. Well, that's obvious. And remember my words are not my own. What I am telling you is from the Father who sent me. I am telling you these things now while I'm still with you. But when the Father sends the Helper, the Advocate, the Helper, the Paraclete, the Holy Spirit, as my representative, that is the Holy Spirit, Jesus says, He will teach you everything and will remind you of everything I've told you. Well, they're going to forget some stuff because they're human. We forget stuff all the time. And, and at this point, they're freaking out. and They're scared to death. They're full of fear, especially when they see Jesus going through what he's going through on the cross. So they forget some things. But Jesus has my, uh, uh, the Holy Spirit, the helper. He's going to remind you of these things that I'm telling you. He's going to guide you. He's going to help you. And that's what the Holy Spirit does. He, you know, just briefly, let's break this down. Uh, he's with his disciples and he tells them, I'm about to die. I'm going to be buried for three days and then resurrected. After 40 days, I'm going to send back to heaven. And after he arrives in heaven, he's, and he sits down at the Father's right hand in a place of authority, he says the Father will send the Holy Spirit to the disciples. And we see this happen in Acts chapter 2. The Holy Spirit is a comforter. He is, he is a helper. He is, he is a guide. And he will lead them into all truth. He's going to teach them. And the Holy Spirit will never leave them, just like Jesus said that he would never do. And we covered that in, in the book of Hebrews. And that's because the Holy Spirit is Jesus living inside the disciples. We have the same Holy Spirit that they have. We have the same Jesus living inside of us. And if Jesus is living inside of us, then we have to live the way Jesus wants us to live. If we want God to love us, then we do what Jesus says. We don't live our, our own lives. That's why Paul says, I die daily. I die to myself because I've been crucified with Christ. And I want to live for God. I want to do what's pleasing to Him. Jesus says, no, I will not abandon you as orphans. I will come to you. When I'm raised to life again, you will know that I am in my Father, and you are in me, and I am in you. All who love me will do what I say. My Father will love them, and we will come and make our home with each of them. And I said a while ago, we are the temple of, of God. He lives inside of us. And then Jesus says, but when the Father sends an advocate, the advocate in my, as my representative, that is the Holy Spirit, he will teach you everything and will remind you of everything I have told you. So Jesus is trying to reassure his disciples here. That everything is going to be fine. Everything's going to be all right. That this is the Father's plan. Even though what you're about to witness, this me going through these beatings and me being crucified, just know that it's a part of the Father's plan. And He's telling me, you're going to have to believe what I'm telling you. You're going to have to put your trust and your confidence in me and in God. And do what He says. And He tells them, if, if they'll be obedient to the Holy Spirit, uh, that the Holy Spirit will uh, be in them, that God the Father and Jesus Himself will live inside of them and help them. But it even gets even better than this. This wasn't only for those 11 men, but like I said, it's for us as well. In Acts chapter 2, verses 37 through 40, 
This is the, uh, when the Holy Spirit fell and Peter preached that sermon on the day of Pentecost. And they said, they, it says, uh, the, Peter's words pierced their hearts. And they said to him and, and to the other apostles, brothers, what should we do? And Peter replied, each of you must repent of your sins and turn to God and be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins. Then you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. This promise is to you, talking to those people that he was talking to on that day, the the immediate people that he was speaking to on that day, on, on the day of Pentecost. This promise is unto you, to your children. When you go home, you tell your children about this. And to, to those that are far away, and that's us today in 2020, the, this same promise that if we give our lives to Christ, we are filled with the Holy Spirit, which means that God the Father and God the Son live inside of us. We are the temple of God. And, and, and Peter says, This promise is unto you, to your children, and to those that are far away, all who have been called by the Lord our God. And God is still calling people to be saved today and then peter continued preaching for a long time strongly urging all his listeners and that's what we do and that's what i'm doing to you to, to, to i'm strongly urging all the listeners save yourselves from this crooked generation and what an understatement you think it was crooked back in peter's day i mean just you know social media just just gives them a an outlet to blast the sin that's going on in our in our corrupt world we need Jesus more and more today. We need Jesus every day. I just don't see how people live without Him. I just don't see how they do it. And I, I want to say it again. We have the same Holy Spirit living inside of us as the disciples did. That means when we accept Christ as our Lord and Savior, that He lives in us. Where do we take Jesus? Are we in obedience to what He says? Are we in obedience to what He wants us to do? Are we in obedience with our faith? Do we share Jesus or do we hide Jesus? We shouldn't be full of fear and doubt. We should be full of confidence because God doesn't give the spirit of fear. He he gives us confidence to produce fruit. He produces fruit through us. Just like Jesus said, I'm not doing this myself. The Father is working through me. Well, Jesus lives in us, and He works through us. And we should have the boldness that those disciples had. Even when they were dying for their faith, they were full of boldness. And I want to leave you with what Jesus says. He says, I am leaving you with a gift, peace of mind and heart. Two things that we could really use, peace of mind and peace and heart. And the peace I give is a gift The world cannot give. So don't be troubled or afraid. Remember what I told you. I am going away, but I will come back to you again. If you really loved me, you would be happy that I am going to the Father who is greater than I am. I have told you these things before they happen so that when they do happen, you will believe. I don't have much more time to talk to you because the ruler of this world approaches. He has no power over me. But I will do what the Father requires of me, so that the world will know that I love the Father. Come, let's be going. And they're about to walk out. And their lives are fixing to change drastically. As Jesus is going to be arrested in the Garden of Gethsemane. And pretty soon he'll be crucified. 
They were full of fear and doubt until the Holy Spirit came in their lives and Jesus and God the Father dwelt in them and they were full of boldness. Be bold with your faith. Don't be full of fear or doubt. Believe in God. Believe in me. Trust in God. Trust in me. Put your confidence in God. Put your confidence in me, says Jesus. God bless you. Thank you for listening to the Grind It Podcast today. You can send any questions or comments to grinditpodcast at gmail.com. Please join us next time, and when a challenge comes your way, just all grind it. Been grinding all my life, sacrifice, hustle, pay the price, want a slice, got to roll the dice, that's why all my life, I've been grinding all my life, look, all my life, been grinding all my life.